This is WWJ All Local. One year ago today, three students at Michigan State University lost their lives when a gunman opened fire on campus. WWJ's Charlie Langton joins us live with a look back. Charlie. Yeah, Jackie, they're very sad. Three young MSU students senselessly killed on campus by a shooter who then took his own life. This all happened one year ago, as you mentioned. MSU canceled classes today to honor Brian Frazier of Gross Point, Alex Werner from Clawson, and 19-year-old sophomore Ariel Anderson from Harper Woods. Timothy Davis is Ariel's uncle. So what do you tell a family that has suffered the way you did because of your loss? Uh, I would just tell them to um, always try to look ahead, right? Just, just look ahead, look at and analyze every situation and see how you can become better that's the best thing that you can do because we can't change the circumstance that's good advice and there'll be a lot of events to honor those three students counselors will be at detroit loyola high school today to help students deal with the shooting of a classmate the 15 year old sophomore was shot in the head in a hotel room in southfield over the weekend and is not expected to survive southfield police chief elvin Barron says the victim was with a group of teens in a room that was booked by an adult but with no supervision. You see this thing play out across the country all the time. And at some point you think that uh, the parents, individuals possessing these weapons, uh, would get a clue that this is serious. Barron says the teen who was taken into custody is facing carrying a concealed weapon charges. The gun used was stolen from Flint last year. It's still unclear how the teens got the gun. Michigan joins 20 other states today, plus the District of Columbia, to enact an extremist protection order law, also known as red flag laws. If a person is found to be at risk of harm to themselves or others with a gun, rag fly, rag fl- excuse me, red flag laws can help disarm that person. It is a civil court, not a criminal court. And that is a big difference that people need to understand because you're not being found guilty of anything. So the standard is not beyond a reasonable doubt. It is generally clear and convincing evidence. April Zioli at the U of M's Institute for Firearm Injury Prevention says a judge or magistrate would need to step in before a firearm could be temporarily taken away. They say these new laws won't affect gun owners who are not in danger of harming themselves or others and can potentially save lives. Several counties have passed resolutions declaring themselves Second Amendment sanctuaries. Those counties prohibit or impede the enforcement of federal or state gun laws perceived to violate the Second Amendment. The city of Hamtramck has a new police chief. He's 40-year-old Jamal Altaheri, who's currently a commanding officer in the New York City Police Department. Altaheri will become the first Yemeni and Muslim to lead Hamtramck's police department. He has 20 years of law enforcement experience and was selected for the position out of three candidates interviewed. The National Office of the Alpha Epsilon Pi Eternity, uh, Fraternity has suspended the chapter at the University of Michigan following allegations of hazing. A video circulating online reportedly shows members of the fraternity hitting and kicking pledges. After learning of the video, U of M released a statement saying it condemns hazing practices and supports the use of strong responsive action, including possible legal action. Anyone with any information is asked to contact Ann Arbor Police.
The Farmington Hills City Council has given unanimous approval to a proposal to redevelop Hunter Square Shopping Center at Orchard Lake Road in 14 Mile. The shopping center is longtime home of Marvin's, uh, Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum, which supports uh, supporters feared would be forced to move. During last night's meeting, Farmington Hills Mayor Teresa Rich says she spoke to the museum's owner, Jeremy Yaguda, who hopes that the business will be given a new space. He says they're at about 5,500 square feet now. They would like to be more like 10,000 square feet. He would love the opportunity to add birthday rooms so that they could have more parties there. Um, He said that he has deliberately not weighed in on any of this throughout all of the meetings because he didn't want to get in the way of his landlord. Redevelopment plans call for a new mire, improved landscaping, outdoor seating, and a bus shelter. It is Punchki Day. Can't get enough of this stuff. A day and a way to mark the day before the beginning of Lent. Punchki is a traditional Polish treat, but Annette Rayner at East Detroit Bakery says we Americans love it too. Well, it's an actual Polish ethnic thing. Yes, we started, we encouraged it here because, you know, like everything does, you know, a little marketing and all that. But, yeah, it's quite traditional. It's to get rid of all the extra fat so you can celebrate and appreciate Lent. You know, not to say we're all suffering during Lent those 40 days, but we are starving and appreciate a good pastry. Rainer says Punchki Day is a really big deal at the 77-year-old East Detroit Bakery. It sure is. We got Punchki banners, Punchki flags, Punchki shirts. Yep, we pass them out. People come and share them with their guests. So absolutely, it's huge. Rainer says the East Detroit Bakery on Nine Mile of Tuscany between Gratiot and Kelly's expanded its flavors since opening in 1947. There are now a dozen flavors of Punchki, plus two specialty is it Punchek? Available uh, only on Tuesdays, like this Fat Tuesday. For the latest news, plus traffic and weather together on the 8th, tune to AM 950. Follow WWJ on our Odyssey app or ask Alexa to play WWJ News Radio 950.